Welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, where we answer all your questions about business, marketing, and technology. Okay, cool. Here we go. So, welcome. Thank to, you. Yeah, welcome, Nicole, to episode number 14. I'm really thrilled to have you. So, just a quick intro before I let Nicole talk. Uh, I'm really excited. Nicole Moody is an entrepreneur and PR queen. She is recognized as one of Perth's most senior and experienced communication professionals. She has worked for 25 years in the industry, in Australia, in London, in the highest levels of public relations, government policy advice, CSR management, and journalism. She was the former GM of Perth's biggest PR agency before starting her own agency, Hunter Communications. I've had the privilege of working with Nicole and I was, I've been very impre- impressed with your execution <laughs> and that's why you are sitting here today. Thank Welcome you. aboard. Thank you Thank for coming. Thank you very much. I'm so thrilled and I'm going to jump right into it. Let's go. Um, okay. First of all, why did you start your own agency and how did that come about? What was the transition like from your day job into, the, uh, into your business? The transition was actually, in some ways it was very quick and unexpected and in some ways it was slow. So I actually was GM of Perth's biggest PR company and I lost my job. We lost a big client and I got walked. It uh, it was a matter of walking in one day after holidays and then suddenly finding out I don't have a job, which came as a complete shock. Um, And it was one of those, it was that moment where I went, you either sink or swim here. Um, unfortunately, being a big company, understandably, I was under a restraint clause. So my first thought was, let's get a job because I need to protect my professional reputation. So mm. I did that. And it was while I was doing that. And suddenly I think consultancy is pretty full on. And then once I'd had gone in house for a while, I just thought I loved consultancy, but there is a better way of doing this and a different way of doing this. So that was Hunter turned two, two weeks ago. So that was in a real downturn of the market. So I could just see there was this gap for an agency that was creative and strategic, but offered real return on investment. So yeah, it kind of came from losing my job in many ways. So, so did you actually have, have you, have you ever thought about getting into business growing up or was it really the first time you were confronted with it? No, I did for a while when I was, um, I've got two children who are now 15 and 12. So when they were very young, I was a sole trader for a short term, um, which was very different than running your own business. It's it's almost you create employment for yourself and that was in PR, but this is completely different. But I guess I do have um, parents who are both in business. My dad's a farmer, which is a big business, and my mum's always had a small business. So I guess I was surrounded by that in some ways. Fantastic. So, okay, so how did you feel when you started your agency? Were you Did you feel scared? Were you excited? Were you nervous? Were you... Um, I think it was probably excitement. I think my job is quite different in many ways because I sell my time and knowledge and ideas. So I didn't have that daunting prospect like so many businesses do of buying, you know, having to take out a loan and buy equipment to establish a business. Um, and I was kind of excited because I thought I'm essentially a sole trader, but I'm portraying myself as an agency. So I set up um, my first office in King Street and it was this tiny little cubicle, but the actual physical address was King Street. So straight away it said to the market that she's yeah. serious. She's not just doing it part time. And then I launched, I made sure I launched with a bang. So I had the Lord Mayor launch the business, some big <laughs> launch party, but it was just me as a sole trader. But somehow it looked like I was launching this big agency. So if you can't PR yourself, there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm in the wrong business. 
And tell me, how did you get your first set of clients? I mean, was it existing connections? Did you cold call? Uh, no, I think one of the things I've always been really conscious of is um, maintaining an amazing network. Yep. And I work hard at that network. Yep. I don't have, you know, I, don't, I didn't go to university, so I don't have that university network and I'm not from Perth itself and go to school mm. here. So I've really had to work hard for that. So I think it was just I PR'd myself. I sat down and I thought, well, if this were a business, if this was someone else's business yeah. I'd launching, what would I do? So I did that, but I'd also put a lot of time into my network. So once people knew I was going out on my own um, and made sure I got some amazing coverage about launching my business, um, so that really helped. But I did have start with an amazing foundation client yeah. um, and that helped. And then really from there it's just – as they say, treading the pavement. And then uh, it's not even so much that anymore. So much of it is about social media and digital. So, yeah, there was a lot of that going on. Because I'd run an agency with 52 staff and I thought, oh, my God, if I've done that, I can do anything. But when it's your own business and it's your employees and it's your reputation on the line and you can't just get sick of it and move on to another job, it is so different. And I did underestimate that. I think the biggest challenge has been um, we've grown fairly quickly and I think we haven't had a lot of challenges until probably the last few months and that's been around systems. It's almost like we've grown too quickly for systems to keep up. Um, And I think, you know, you talk about failure and that was fairly recent. Um, It wasn't spectacular but it hurt and that was one around I think just the busyness and we'd been, you know, the scope of work that we gave to a client in a proposal um, just wasn't detailed enough. So they sort of said to us, but you've got to deliver this, this and this. And, you know, we over-serviced enormously and it cost us a lot of money. And that was my lesson. I look at proposals before they go out the door, but we just, our systems need to catch up a little bit. So hopefully over December, January, when it quietens down is when we plan to really regroup and reset and replan. Because we've gone from that small one, two person where you know everything to suddenly we've got big national clients. And so, yeah, we've just got to catch up a little bit. So that's probably, I wouldn't say failure, but a big challenge. (laughs) Wow. And what about your successes? What are the ones that you're excited about? Um, I think, and this sounds probably a little bit cliched, but my biggest success is the team that I have with me are spectacular. And we haven't always had the right people in place that they've got great skills, but they mightn't quite be the right people for the hunter culture and culture is critical to me. Mm. So the team that we've got in now are just fabulous at what they do. They're great with our clients. They love working together. We have fun. We share, we learn. So that's probably, I think the team that we've got, I just adore. But successes, I think a turning point for Hunter was around this time last year when we were invited to pitch for um, SGIO, which is a big, big account in Western Australia. And as a little agency that was a year old at that stage, we won that. And that really elevated us to taking on a national client, which was pretty exciting. Now, what are your – oh, sorry. What are the biggest keys to success in your mind as a business person? Um, Energy. Um, I think a lot of people, and I look, I love 
absolutely love what I do. Um, there's no denying. I just get excited. You know, some days aren't great, but I get excited. And I think a lot of people buy into my enthusiasm for what I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. If you can't get convinced clients, um, and, but it's not just getting people in the door. For me, it's about you put a lot of energy into um, harnessing new business. To me, you've got to really focus on doing a great job with every opportunity you get. Yep. And because they'll be repeat customers and word of mouth and referral. So yeah. to me, it's really, really important to not just, you got to have your eyes on the future pipeline of work, but you yeah. got to make sure that everything you put out the door is fantastic. Because the moment you put rubbish out the door, people, you know, the town will know about it, people will talk about, didn't have a good experience. So that's really important to me. Yeah, wow. And what are your strengths and weaknesses like, you know, and, and how do you make up for the weaknesses? So start with your strengths. What are your strengths? And then go and go um, with your weaknesses. Strengths are energy and passion. I know I said that before, but <laughs> I do get really quite passionate. Like I just go into a new client meeting and I just get so boom, excited boom. about this is what we can do yeah. and this is what we can do. My weaknesses is probably stretching myself a bit thin at times because I love, I get, you get connected with the client yeah. and you just want to see it through. Yeah, you want to do it and all. my weaknesses is, like I said before, systems and growing quickly. Yeah. So I've got an awesome team that I probably have to actually let go a bit more. Yep. Um, and that's not a reflection on their work. That's just yeah. a reflection of probably me being so passionate about Hunter as well and wanting everything that goes out the door to be the best that we can possibly yeah, do. So yeah. stretching myself and it's, it's hard because I built the business on my network. I've yeah. now got to work out a way of saying, well, I'm not going to be able to work on everything. So yeah. would you would you ever go back to work in a day job, do you think, in oh, a God, future no, life? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't think it's possible for entrepreneurs. Uh, I think it, yesterday when I was up at four thirty to deliver a, to get a presentation ready that had to be delivered at nine, I was like, Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if I didn't have but it's me. I just, I yeah. love it and I lo absolutely love what I do. So good. Mm. So I'm going to get a little bit more technical now. Okay. Like how, do you, how do you, how do people train um, their skills up? Like if, if you're weak at something, do you, do you get people to help you to support that weakness, to fill the gap? Or do you try to train that so it doesn't, it's not a weakness anymore? Mm. What's your approach to? I think that. Um, I'm certainly learning now that as the business is growing that um, I probably need some support and guidance and a few peers in that business space. So from that systems and mm. growing your business. So recently I joined the CEO Institute, which uh, I yes. find is actually great because in my group there is some amazing business leaders. And I remember sitting there at the first meeting and going, I'm a tiny business. These guys are running massive big industries. But they all started somewhere and the challenges that I face as a small business are very different than theirs, but I, I feel I've got that support network. But yeah. um, to me in our game that changes so quickly, I do need to stay ahead of what industry practice is. So I do spend a lot of time, you know, reading and learning and watching what other people are doing and making sure I'm across industry best practice yeah. and innovation. Yeah. So, but within the team, I look at we have a lot of different skill sets and we believe in this open plan environment and we're all across what each other's doing so there's very much a collaborative approach yeah. and i've seen already people grow from other team members strengths and vice versa yeah okay awesome okay now i don't know i'm interested to see your response to this mm. um the world we live in it's extremely pc we've gone we've gotten more pc than we've ever been mm. and, and this is right up your alleyway in terms of <laughs> uh, you know what you do 
Oh, have we gone just way too? Has it gone overboard, or or has it not? Or what are your thoughts on that? Oh God, I think it's gone completely overboard. <laughs> but then you're talking to someone who's also a farmer's daughter that kind of has no fear yeah. and qualms about telling it how it is. So yeah. um, we do, and I see it particularly, as I said, with my children at school. Yep. Just some of the things that. You know, it's just I think there's got to be we're losing our personality. Yeah, we're losing our individualism. Robots. We are. Yeah. Um, and I think as long as it, there's got to be an element of common sense in things that we do. Yeah. So, but yeah. less, yeah, we are way too PC. And, and does that kind of like tug at you a little bit? Because your job is obviously to represent corporations, not-for-profits, government organisations to sound, you know, to sound good in front of the public. Um, but... Uh, you know, with the PC environment, how do you do mm. that? How do you? I think we're lucky in that we have different clients. We've got everyone from, you know, consumer clients, which are, mm. you know, like a Coles and a Thermomix and a restaurant opening, that side of things where you can be far more liberal. So it's, yeah. I get okay. from a government perspective um, that they probably have to be more a little controlled and, and corporate, but we love to push the boundaries with, with some of our okay, clients. Okay, that's good. I like that. Because otherwise you just sound the same as everyone else. Right. You've really, in such a competitive so space a in thing. communications, you've got to be a bit different. You've got to cut through. Yeah. Um, I was that's reading just this morning um, one of those, you know, prepackaged meals where there's the mm. young child and he was taking off Gordon Ramsay and he said, this is forking good. And he's sitting there waving a fork. <laughs> yeah. And that's like got so many complaints cool, on yeah. advertising. And yeah. it's just, we've got to be able to laugh at ourselves yeah. sometimes without, I certainly don't believe in being offensive. Yeah. But but it's also, good. So, so it's actually good to be different. And you get the, even if it's a bit of negativity to it, it brings attention, brings awareness. As long as you're not insulting anyone or being rude yeah. to someone and yeah. it's very directed and hurtful, yeah. I believe in having a bit of fun. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, okay, so what is the future of Hunter? And now you have a, an, another business, uh, mm. which I'd love for you to talk about. <laughs> so maybe this question, you know, involves that as well. But tell us, what are, what are your plans for Hunter in the next one year, three, year, three years, five years? Yes. Okay. Um, I started Hunter on the motto of Choose Brave. So when I started the business and went out on my own and mm. left a, you know, a great corporate job and it was, I thought every time I get to a decision and I'm not sure which decision to make, Choose Brave. So it became my mantra. So at the moment when I was sitting there on my last holiday when I had some time to think and I went, bigger, bolder, braver. That's where Hunter's going. So, yeah. um, so yes, I still want to make sure we maintain corporate and consumer because I think it's really important to have that balance. But I'm sitting down with the team in about two weeks because PR is changing so yeah. quickly. Like it, even at the moment, we used to be able to send through picture opportunities and, and news stories to our online media where now it's all bought. Yeah, so you can pitch it through, but it's not going to get anywhere unless you pay for it. So for PR, it's getting harder and harder and the channels are limited. Yeah. So we've got to evolve and make sure Hunter's ahead of the curve. And we're going to look a bit more for some of our national clients because we seem to have a great model with um, AGL Gas that just came into the market. We represent them, SGIO, Thermomix, Coal, some of those clients. So we seem to have a great way of working with Eastern States agencies but bringing our local knowledge. So yeah. that's probably where hunters going but then that whole digital landscape that we're talking about is changing got me thinking a couple of months ago that more and more the opportunities and I guess the PR plans we're putting forward to clients are involving our social media influencers 
And that is something that we had been incorporating into our PR plans. And when we were talking to clients, Eastern States clients are very familiar with it and know that they need to set aside budget for influencer marketing. But in Western Australia, it's really quite different in that it's quite new and evolving. And I just thought we need, there is a place for a dedicated influencer marketing agency. So tomorrow night, um, influencer marketing agency will launch um, called the Influencer Agency. Now, it sounds very uh, the Influencer (laughs) Agency, but it's known as TIA. But as you would know, it really helps in our search as well and people understanding what we do. Oh, fantastic. So it's all about um, connecting influencers and businesses. We bring a very strategic approach. So it's not just having a dating game of finding people who are willing and, and yeah. wanting to um, to blog or Instagram or Facebook about a business. It's strategically from a business perspective going, these are the right influencers. Mm. They're not conflicted. They haven't talked about it a competitor in the last week. So we do what we call a map match measure. So we map out the strategy with a client, we match them with the right influencer, and then we actually measure the return on investment and the cut through and that they got. Unbelievable. So, it's so just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's so exciting. That's yeah, and I totally agree. Like there's not really, you know, it's not really being done in Perth. So It's not. There is yeah. a lot of people like Hunter is and was that are making it part of their mix. But what we were hearing when we go to influencers are going, well, yeah, mm. this is great. I really want to monetize this and turn this from a passion to a profession, but I'm just not sure how to do it. I don't know what the going rate is and I don't yeah. have an ABN. So we really look after both ends of the spectrum. We look wow. after the business on how they can engage um, with influencers and vice versa. We're creating a marketplace for influencers because some of these guys have 10,000, 20,000 followers, but some of the most engaged influencers are our micro-influencers that have three to 5,000. So we put together a mix of those influencers for a client um, and then put a campaign together over a couple of weeks. Wow. Like one of our our staff members has, I think, 12 or 13,000 followers and I think it was some kind of food company, healthy food company that offered him like... Um, or we'll pay you 150 bucks a month or something. Yes. <laughs> and he said, just put it on my food tab. Like, just co- we'll just do a contra. <laughs> well, see, that's where a lot of influencers, whereas they start up, they go, oh, this is great. Yeah. And, you know, they're getting a free meal at a restaurant opening, but they're starting to realize more. that they're getting more sophisticated. And their reach is sometimes greater than a community newspaper or greater than it some is. of the other Most marketing of the time activities. It is. Yeah. And it's so much more, it's authentic, yep. it's engaging, it's believable. Um, so, yeah, that's really yeah. the way that I can see is part of that PR mix going yeah, forward. I really believe it. Mm. That's exciting. I love it. I'm a big believer. Awesome. So, so now that answers the question, what project are you most excited about now? It, would that be the one, the TIA? It influencer is. agency? I think it is. Um, yeah, Hunter is going re- – we turned two, as I said, two weeks ago, which is – I can't believe it's exciting. Happy and birthday. there's thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> um and so that's been really I just love what we've achieved. Because I remember to. when we when we first met, you I think you were only about six months into I it. I think we were. And you yes. had to, you had one other staff member who was part time. Yeah. And you were telling us the story and I was like, This is so cool. And yeah. then from that we're so grown up to now. Here, National clients, there's yeah. eight of us. You really um, now mm. now on that, because I got a lot of people that and I get, I get people LinkedIn messaging me now because of this podcast. So, it's amazing the growth of this podcast. I get a lot of people asking me about, you know, questions about business, you know, and they want to know routines. They want to know habits. How do you, like, what's your day like? You know, do you wake up early? Are you a late bird like me? 
Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I struggle to sleep. I'm nah. always thinking. <laughs> so tell me your day from start to finish. Okay. All right. Well, let's look at maybe yesterday's probably a good yeah, example. Yeah. Okay. So yesterday was I'd worked on the weekend because I was, I love the creative side of what we do also. So I might have been like painting tires in hot pink for our launch night. So I was, I was busy on the weekend. So yesterday I got up. I am an early bird. Um, I got up at, I think it was about 4.30 and was in the office doing a plan for a microbrewery that's going to look at launching shares. So um, looking Ooh. at that, so doing around the comms around that, how do we do an activation? How do we use influencers? How do we use traditional media? So presented there, we've then got a big launch event on Friday night in King Street for a business. So we were um, talking about event logistics, sorting catering, and then we sat down and spent a bit of time on influencer agency because we've got that launch event. Um I had an issue for a client. I do a lot of issues and crisis management as well. So a corporate business that had an issue that sort of mm. that's a drop everything do now. Yep. Yep. Um, I can't even think. So what I love about my day, wow. I think, is no two days are definitely the same yep. because no two clients are the same. Yeah. Um, got a bit excited for influencer agency. We had a, a big international business that's based in Sydney approach us and want WA influencers. So there might have been a bit of a dance at some stage in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, we also did last Friday morning, we had a massive community activation for AGL Gas. So it was giving away a thousand personalized breakfast burgers in Forest Place and $10 from every burger went to Telethon. Yeah. So that was one of the ideas that we put to the client about trying to integrate them into the community. So we had a big wrap up from that, presenting the results to the client, capturing all the media all the social media that was achieved so there was an element of that well so it's very varied it's like you do a lot of events um you yeah probably events are yeah we do for clients that's part of the mix yeah um but yeah we do I mean, corporate writing we do yeah, you're, you're strategizing like it's it's on the desk into media it's about, a bit of everything yeah sort of going we always whenever the our, our clients are engaging with the media we're sitting there with them and yeah, yeah. managing them through that but yeah. the corporate side as well so it's really looking at corporate writing yeah. and sometimes keeping clients out of the media yeah what time do you even get home um, generally at the moment, it's around a seven, yeah. eight o'clock. So you start at 4.30 and you go right Not every day. Not I'm every generally day. in at work by seven o'clock. Jeez, that's good. Yeah. So that's what it takes. You, you <laughs> want to be business people. You're hearing it, from the, hearing it from the calls while you need energy and stamina. Maybe um, that's the farming gene. That's the farming, too, an yeah. early riser. Oh, yeah. And the hardworking gene as well. Um, I've, I want to ask you about this latest award that you won. The, the and you tell me more more about you know more about it than I do. The PR okay. award. Yeah. So, um, we were very lucky being a new startup um, agency that Mumbrella, which is the big um, PR marketing representative body across Australia, we won in March. I think it was Small Consultancy of the Year nationally. So at that stage, it was for I think it was five staff or less. Mm. Um, so that was a bit of a buzz to look at some of the established, you know, Eastern States agencies. And then um, just last week, we were lucky enough that the Public Relations Institute of Australia had their awards um, in Western Australia and we won Consultancy of the Year Fantastic. for WA. So now we go on to the Nationals, which are in Sydney in a couple of weeks. Wow. So wow. it's for me that's fantastic recognition for the team. Yeah, yeah. So, Is it and and how and you comp so you're competing against other national um, so agencies? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's um against consultancies of around eight staff and under, but yeah, um, from across Australia. Awesome. So, 
Mm. Now, last question. Who, if you have any, who are your idols in life? They can be business, they can be celebrities, they can be who, any, they can be your mum, any, anyone, and why? <laughs> oh, God, I didn't know about this one. This is a bit tough. <laughs> um, let me think. I have, in my earlier life, I started as a journalist then became a media advisor for yeah. um, government ministers and there was a particular female minister who mm-hmm. um, I still to this day stay in contact with semi-regularly but she was a massive inspiration for me because she hadn't had a formal education but she had the most amazing work ethic. In fact, they, I think they called her the Ever Ready Bunny in, in Parliament because <laughs> she just kept going and going and going. Wow. And as a media advisor to her, you start started at four and um, you went till sort of about 10 when the first edition of the West came out. So um, she's a massive inspiration to me just because she's not done it the traditional route of her career and is now, you know, chairman of boards and exceptionally successful. So she's probably an inspiration for me. But for me, small business people are now. I think I would look at big established business people and go, you know, that's amazing what you've built. But I think more I look at people that have the courage to start up a small business and are running their own business. I now have an appreciation for the work and the hours and the pressure that comes from that. It's full on. Um, That they're probably, you know, people that I really admire. I walk into a small business and it makes me buy local and because I think I I actually respect and understand now how hard it is. Yeah, likewise. (laughs) You've got to be a superman or superwoman. You do. You really do. You do to balance everything. So. Yeah. Look, Nicole, that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in and sharing. My uh, pleasure. Look, all the best with Hunter and TIA. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm really excited for that. And yeah, hope to have you in again one day. Excellent. Thank you very Thank much. You. Uh, uh.